I'm Bailey. And I'm Joe. And welcome back to another episode of Digital Delights, the show where we put our two brains together this week to come up with a game design template from scratch. This week, I have a verb. And this week, I have a noun. The fun part for us is that we do not know the other person's words until we start recording, so we have to roll with it no matter how weird the game title is. Uh, How you doing, Joe? It's been a little while on the podcast gravy train since we've showed up. <laughs> yeah, I definitely uh, ready to get the creative brain juices flowing. Yeah, yeah. A little early on sidebar, the special holiday episode kind of got a very crash and burn funeral early on. <laughs> we recorded it, we did it, and uh, it was basically a an entire episode of audio packet loss. It was like 10 second silences, five second silences, 15 second silences. And we had like seven or eight people on the call. And I don't know if that's why, but it kind of is not salvageable, but I'm going to keep trying. And if I fix it, I'll put it up on the Patreon for free. That way it doesn't ruin the flow and a holiday episode doesn't get posted in, you know, February, (laughs) but you know what? Maybe we should do that. (laughs) No, I think, I think what you said first, good. Honestly, yeah. uh, what what uh, what games you been playing this week? Apparently, so, in the in the beginning before we started, Joe was like, "I can't wait you for Bailey to ask me what games I played this week." So, yeah, what so, games have you played? <laughs> well, damn, very aggressive now. Uh, but uh, I w- <laughs> I actually went back and I played some like uh, Team Fortress Two recently. Yes, and um. I was actually just playing competitive, which is what? hilarious. Yes. So I actually was having fun playing on it. Now, I'm not like amazing at the competitive in TF2, clearly, because I haven't played it in God knows how long. But I just played it just to see what it was like on that game. And it was definitely entertaining for me. You know, that game was short-lived just to go back for a little nostalgia trip because I ended up deciding to download... um call of duty cold war oh okay so i've been playing that because i saw the trailer of the zombies and that was like the main reason why i wanted to do it and uh it actually is as the community agrees one of the best uh maps and the way in which they handled the zombies and created it the whole new story and everything they did a very fantastic job in my personal opinion so just uh been playing that a lot recently like within the last couple of days i would say that was the most recent game i've played but uh it's mainly tf2 some valorant and now this game so yeah you never ever have to say and valorant i will always lump valorant into the games you played this week (laughs) and you will never have to you will never have to tell me you played it because somewhere in my heart i know you did you should just bleep it out (laughs) if it's ever said in an episode bleep it out Make it the forbidden word. Yeah, I mean, I, I I feel like it's podcast work similar to that of movies, if I'm correct. So I think we, I think everybody gets one. So I'm gonna use it here. It would be really funny if like you bleep out, you you bleep out Valorant, but you leave every other curse word uncensored, so that like the the, the listeners know whatever you say Valorant. So it's like, yeah, I was playing some fucking. Val- yesterday and <laughs> yeah true, that'd be funny <laughs> i have a plethora of games that i've been playing over the past like week yeah fill me in 
I don't know if it was the the closing of holiday season after the stress of hanging out with not only my family but my girlfriend's family uh and just wanted to be alone or what but i have played so many games i went back to stardew valley which you know Mm -hmm. and i have about like 200 hours on it now and i'm on a year year five day one of one of my farms and it's coming along really nice uh, there was a recent update, 1.5, that just added so much endgame content so that once you're done, you can keep going and keep doing more. There's more NPC interactions. You can have a beach farm now. So I made a beach farm with um, Dino, and we've been playing on that. So that game is always a lot of fun. It's always a good time. Eric Baroni is my hero. One One person made that game. I don't know if you knew that, but one developer made that entire game himself. Oh, I had no idea that it was... Well, actually, no, wait. I think it was mentioned when I was talking with you, I think, last week. Oh, actually. yeah, yeah. We were on a Discord call talking about it, yeah. Yes. I actually... Yeah, yeah now that you have mentioned it, yes. That's crazy, though. You know, one person working on a game of such a caliber like that, you know? Yeah, it's nuts. I was, I was playing... I got this... I was on a Discord call with my friends back home in um, Jersey. And it was like... 14 or 15 people like at a point and i was like dude i gotta hop in on this like so little do we actually get to hang out with my friends in the now times with miss rona but so i hop in and they're all playing this game called bean battles and i'm like what is bean battles <laughs> and they're like, it's a 99 cent game just get it like i don't even want to tell you just get it your beans you shoot each other just get it i'm like okay and i've come to the realization that Every single time that one of my friends tells me to purchase a 99-cent game, uh, one or more of them is always stupid good at it, and I don't know why. Bean Battles is a game on Steam that you can get for 99 cents, and it's a Battle Royale, 8-player Bean Battle Royale. You walk around your bean, it has terrible physics, and... Just terrible gameplay, but it's 99 cents, so it's okay. You know, it's like quote-unquote intentional. So I get it. And come to find out that one of my friends, Josh, is the number five bean battle player in the entire world. And I'm like, well, bro, like, what? Like, why? (laughs) Like, why? (laughs) You know, it it was so stupid. That's insanity. Wait. (laughs) Just out of the... Yeah, you know, I'm like fifth best in the world in this game. You and know? yeah, yeah, he said it's super cash, like super, yeah, like casual. super casual. And and I thought to myself, I was like, well, that's fine. Like, how many people really play Bean Battles, right? Like, this is just some dumb thing. But dude, look up the Steam reviews. Look up, just look up Bean Battles on Steam and literally buy it just to see how stupid it is. It's ninety nine cents. But dude, they have an esports scene. They have, like, community discords and reddits and telegrams and stuff. They have multiple, like, esports brackets, and my friend plays in them, and he's, like, number five in the world. I'm like, why? You can you can just go, and instead of buying one bean battles, you could just buy, like, Breath of the Wild, which I also didn't play but watched someone play this week. It's such a good game. I can't wait to try it. But I'm like... Instead of buying one bean battles, why not get one Breath of the Wild for 60 bean battles? It's so much more worth it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. You're right. I mean, Breath of the Wild in itself, though, is like a legendary game. 
Yeah. But you know, let's say let's say you were able to get like sixty uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Well, dude, that's how they were talking about the game. They were talking about it like it was so good, and it was basically like a form of currency in itself. Like the bean battles is so fun, and you have to get it. And I, they were literally talking about it like it might as well be a form of currency. Like you go to the store, and it's like, thank you, that'll be two and a half bean battles, please. And I'm like, dude, this game f- sucks. <laughs> yeah. You want to make I, games I mean, I'll, happen? This this Steam review is wild. Like, everything I'm looking at right now is crazy for this game. (laughs) This is absurd. Like, what is going on? Like, what am I even looking at? Yeah, it's it's bad. It's bad. Uh, The community is kind of, like, very, like, 4chan-ish. Like, given the fact that the name is Bean Battles, there's a lot of, let's just say, not PG-13 community pages about it and nicknames about the characters and such. Um, which I won't say on the podcast, but if you are up for a very dark humor dive, it is a terrible experience, terrible game, 9 out of 10, go buy it. You want to make games? Yeah, I want to make a game. Yeah, so... I'm down to, I'm down to make a game. Yeah, after we're back after in seeing the... this type of game, I want to make a game. <laughs> yeah, I you can't a game feel that. I want to I make, <laughs> make a game that puts this one underneath water. Yeah, you can't feel bad. This is what we should start doing. Talk about a really bad game in the beginning so we feel great about ourselves. Whoa, 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 whoa. We don't need comparison. We're always high quality. Yeah, grumpy B. Right. <laughs> you have a verb. I have a noun. Let's get into it. Uh, that was the longest video game talk section, but that's cool. Uh, Joe will go first. I will go after him. Uh, I'm very torn. I have three written down, and I'm just going to spit the first noun that comes to my head within the tenth of a second that I hear your word. I, this is the first time I just couldn't make up my mind, so go ahead. All righty. Training. Audience. Hmm. Training audience. Audience, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess that's it. So training audience. Now, training could be two things, right? Mm -hmm. So one training is like, you know, your like the actual like definition of training would be like to prepare something or like to progress towards something. I forget exactly like how I I don't want to put it in like such a narrow terms like i'm trying to generalize it as best i can yeah so, to make so, a to make a group of zombies follow you on cod that's 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 specific <laughs> <laughs> no i was saying like if i was like training let's say i was mma training right i'm progressing to become a better fighter or like i am building myself up to become a better fighter but, but like you know, that's training MMA. So, like, training as a general case is just, like, the process of becoming better at something. So I, mean, I think that's I the mean, fairest yeah. way to put it. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, in essence, right, we're trying... So, we we got to look at this game as the process of making a better audience. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm actually really curious... Uh... Because that's yes. a good, that's a really 
hefty meaty verb that you thought of what what made you think of training this, this time around so as you said in your example i was running around in circles yesterday and um i was like you know honestly this would be a very interesting word to make a game around the action of training zombies like to me is like a game right like that like that's what you play zombies. that's what You're... made you think of it yes so and I was I, like, and I made that joke. <laughs> yes, and you made that joke. <laughs> so I was like, you know, what if I said this word on our podcast? And I was like, what if we just made a totally different game about it? You know, like it could be not specifically running around in circles to make zombies follow you in a certain way, because like that's training yeah. in COD. But we could do something else with it. We don't have to do something like that. Like we don't have to think of that mechanic and build it yeah. into the game at all. You know, I was just doing that, and I was like, hmm, you know, wonder if we'll do something different with it or we'll do the same thing. I have something in mind, but would you like to hear what could have been? Would you like to hear, we're doing it, we're doing training audience, but would you yeah. like to hear my other two words What of what could have been? Sure. Uh, so I went with audience because I thought it would be interesting, kind of like a indirect plural noun, like a... Mm-hmm. Uh, some type of play style that involves controlling the people around you. I thought that would be interesting to play with. Mm-hmm. So training, I think we'll wind up going with it pretty well, but uh, we could have had training millennia or training passerby. So I think I'm pretty happy with audience. Yeah, I would say so. I'm happy with uh, both of the words, actually. In this like title in general, I think it's good. You, you know, on the surface, you were just like, oh, what the hell? And then I was like, well, hold on, you know, break it down first. Yeah. It'll help if you, whenever you just break the words down in essence first, it's the better route to go. Because if you're looking at two big, you know, general things right off the bat, it's sometimes like hard to see something that you could do with it without, you know, looking at little pieces first. Yeah, I have, you know, I'm not even going to explain it. Picture this, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, you have a good friend of yours who invites you to their stand-up comedy night, open mic stand-up comedy. And you're like, sure, I'll go. I didn't know you were into stand-up comedy. And they're like, oh, yeah, dude, I love I love being on stage. I love making jokes. And then you realize you have never laughed at a joke that your friend has told. And this is the first time your friend is actually going to be on stage in front of a big group of people, in front of a big audience. So you're thinking, man, this is going to be really bad, but I want to go and support my friend. And sure enough, you get there, and it's open mic comedy night, and your friend is beefing it. There's not a single person in the audience laughing, and you hear the cricket, you hear, you know, wind blowing, you see uh, (laughs) see one of those dust like circles go across the stage you're like man i have to do something i have to i have to train these people to laugh and so you're going around in the in the shadows while the spotlight's on your friend trying to get the audience to laugh at your friend in a way i guess that's kind of what i'm picturing but i have no idea what else to go off of uh maybe messing with them you know tickling them uh splashing someone in front of them so they laugh and just like silly shenanigans like this i have no idea all right so hear me out first take a mirror all right now look at yourself 
oh, and say, God. do I want to make a stand-up comedy game? Look at yourself in the mirror and you tell yourself that you want to make a stand-up comedy game. If you're trying to tell me I look like a joke, just just tell no, me. No, no, I'm no. I'm asking you to ask yourself because I, I'm saying I know you a little bit more than what you're saying right now. All right, hear me out. I have an uh, I have an analogy for you. I think that's the right word. Okay. Okay. I saw this post. It was a Tumblr post screenshotted onto Twitter, and that was screenshotted onto my Instagram feed. So I saw this on Instagram, and it said, "Little Caesars is good. You guys are just too scared." Okay. Okay. Are you with me so far? I'm following. Okay. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're hooked. Now think of that in the game design world, okay? Have you ever seen or played Comedy Night before? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Stand-up comedy games are good. Everyone is just too scared. <laughs> that is my presentation. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. That is all. I think it could be good. And I have a twist that might make you think it's even better. Okay. You know what? Yes, let's go this route. This sounds interesting. Let's let's uh, let's di- let's dive down this uh, rabbit hole. So go ahead, start, g- roll it out, roll it out. Okay, it's about to get better. There's a panel of judges, okay, and those judges are player characters, and then there's two other player characters: the person telling the jokes and the person that's walking around to the audience. The person telling jokes on stage is actually on a microphone telling jokes in the game much like comedy night okay but it's not the scene of comedy night that's plagiarism it is a broadway-esque stage setting so it's dark in the audience the judges can't see anything and they have to go off of the reaction from the audience the person in the stage i mean the person in the audience is trying to get people to laugh by whether it be like using items to make them get tickled or telling jokes themselves in the stage in the in the audience the judge's job is to determine whether or not the laughs are genuine or if it's the person in the audience making the audience laugh so there's five players essentially and the judges have to deem whether the laughs are genuine or false if the person in the audience makes them vote like correctly or wrong i guess they win and if the person uh, on stage is genuinely making people laugh, then they win. Am I making sense? Yes, you are. So basically what you're doing is like the audience, including the judges, right? Because the ju- judges are also the part of the audience. Yes. Uh, they both have to basically have similar humor. You know what I mean? So like if let's say a, jo- a joke is genuine from the demonstration or the presenter with a, you know, actor, actress, whatever we want to call the main man on stage, or main woman on stage, or main person or persona on stage. Yes. They, you know, they're going to present something to the audience and the judges. If the judges and the audience feel the same way on it, you know, they'll be, the judges will be right. But let's say, like, you know, an audience member knows that judge's humor. You know, they get that person real well. So they know when to throw in a fake, you know, like some kind of like thing on the side to like get, you know, the audience laughing. That's something that like you said before, like it was generated from the audience, not from the 
persona presenting. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yes. So, you know, that difference there, you know, it's also like a getting to know people type of thing because then you get to understand more like in a comedy sense, like yes. what the general population around your general society, you know, vibes with or not. So like yes, this yes. game might be an opener. Like this might open the door to a lot of like, um, you know, communication and like open uh, interpretation of things better than, you know, what it's been like in the past, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm picturing... And, and this might be a little confusing, but this it would be, I guess, five players, right? Because there's three judges, there's someone on stage, and there's someone in the audience. The rest of the audience is like an omnipresent AI. And the person in the audience that's actually playing can kind of control them, at a, in a sense, in certain ways. Uh, the person in on the stage cannot. And I, that's the challenge of figuring out how that will work. Because that means that we have to make an AI that makes it funny. Um, unless we put actual players in the audience to laugh and not laugh. And just give the player like a secret role in the audience to force the players to laugh. You know what I mean? No, see, like, I'm I'm thinking of this similar to Comedy Night, right? So, like, yeah. let's say you have, you know, a whole stage where there's you know one person on stage you have the judges table with the three judges and then you have a whole assortment of tables right you don't have to have one player in the audience you could have as many players in that lobby as there is seats to fill that tape fill those tables you know you could have a full house you know if you're yeah. popular enough you could get a full house you can get, you know, a lot of people playing this game. So, like, you know, you're talking, you're talking getting streamers in on this. I was just going to say that, So, dude. So now hear me out on this, right? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, with this ability to have players, like, in, right? And we could keep the AI in, in tow. You know, the AI fills in empty seats, let's just say. Or, like, we have empty seats. You know, like, it doesn't have to be filled in with AI. It could only be optional-based or preference-based. The AI performance would have to be off of three simple conditions. Laugh at joke. Laugh at, you know, table members joke, which is basically like, you know, your fellow audience members. Or do nothing. Basically crickets, right? Laugh at nothing. You know, just sit there silent. So you don't have to give the AI the ability to, like, chat with other AI members or, like, you know, your own um, audience, like, people like let's say like you know like if it was an actual person at the table and then it was like surrounded by ai like the ai doesn't have to talk to them but what the ai can do is just randomly pick what joke to laugh at at the table based on whatever the heck you know the regular person said right it's like that's something we could implement but the main thing about it that i wanted to get at was like you know with all these people inclusive like let's say it's a like a full table you know, you got a full table of real people and one person on the table, you know, takes the guy who said whatever joke was on stage and he just turned that joke into something so, so funny that the whole table started laughing at the guy who said the joke at the table. Right. You know, that that is genuine, you know, but like not genuine in the sense that, oh, you know, what, I screwed this up. It's not genuine to the sense that it's like genuine to what the guy on the stage said, but it's like. Genuine that it was taken from whatever original content the guy on stage was trying to say 
and someone else made it their own original joke or like made it their own like better joke in a sense. And the guy that gets credit is the person that's at the table because guess what? You can only hear who's at your table. Can't hear from what other tables. You know I like mean? that concept. Yeah, I like that concept. You're making sense. Uh, it's more it's hard. I'm rambling and I'm it's like tough. going in different directions. Yes. Let's but... take a step back. I think we're past story basics. This is a very simplistic uh, setup, which I like. I yeah. You basically and... said the story in like two seconds earlier. You know what I mean? Like you had yeah, like a pretty yeah. good layout of it, like right off the bat. And I went with it. And we run with it because it's good. Uh, I think that this is going to be a heavy hitting step to some type of feedback system. Because we have interaction design, I feel like this is just a straight up video game. Um, probably just PC, con like anything, any type of video game, whatever. Um, keyboard, mouse, controller. And the feedback systems are what we really need to touch on. Because there's going to be the judge's verdict of, is it genuine laughter? Or is it false created laughter from some type of, I guess, sabotage that the person in the audience is messing with to try and get their friend to get like laughs, you know, and it's the judge's job to see like, I don't know if these people are feeling it or not. And uh, you know what, you know what it makes me think of Joe? Yeah. yeah. What do you, what do you got? It, it kind of makes me think of uh, the heavy hitting genre of the year. I think and given the fact that we've lacked physical, you know, connection with people because like imposter games and like party games have taken over the gaming community on like Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, on everything. So like Among Us, Project Winter, Rust, like stuff like that. Yes. I'm, I'm picturing it here. Like it's the judge's job to figure out is it the quote unquote imposter creating mayhem in the audience or is it the person actually telling good jokes? Right. And so it's like a three-role game of, like, comedian, um, judges, and, I don't know. Bystanders. Yeah, bystanders. You know, like, almost like townies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I like that. It's a cool twist on what's what's hot right now. Yes, I agree. The that's why, is, that's why we, we wanted, that's why running with this is dope. Yeah, what can we do in terms of feedback systems to ensure that this, like, works? Because it's, it's very it's, different. I, I think it's simple. Right. I think we don't need to like look too far past what we're given. Right. So judges, all they really need is like two buttons, right? Two things to click on. And that's it. Right. A judge would basically decide genuine joke or audience joke. Right. If there's no laughter. Right. Th there's just one. Op there's just one option. Right. If there's no laughter at all in the audience, no one's choosing to laugh at this joke or no one has laughed at this joke. Right. The judges just like, you know, those like um, uh, things where like if the judges do like three X's, they'll fall down like um, the stage or something. It will be bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, a judge would basically have the option of picking that X or abstaining from hitting it when it's quiet. That's the oh, only option like a judge will get. I'm so getting quiet, what you're saying now. Yes. Uh huh. So that's simple. That's that simple. That's for the judge's role. That's simple enough. You know what I mean? Like the judge puts their votes down and the judge will decide whether or not this guy needs to get excommunicated from the lobby. You know what I mean? Like if he's like yeah. bombing it bad, bad, they're like training, you know, the lobby. They're training the room. They're training the audience to be like, all right, this guy, no good. You know, bad. <laughs> 
I'm yeah, like I'm getting what you're saying. I was a little confused at first about what you were saying with the person in the audience, but now I get it because yes. like okay, there's instead of like let's say it's a room full of tables, let's keep playing with that instead of yeah. like a audience setting like a mm-hmm. opera house. So there's a set of tables, you're at a bar, you're at an Applebee's and thanks Applebee's sponsor of the week. You're at an Applebee's and what you're saying is that there's one person at each table that can make like jokes and stuff or like whatever however many people but you can only hear people at your table so like but the judges can hear all the laughter and so the judges if they're only hearing laughter from one table they have to assume like oh someone's cracking jokes at that table it's not actually the guy on stage that's funny that's what you're just that's what you're saying right or you know, that one table could be the only group of people that find that joke funny. Exactly, yeah, and that's good. Like, it's always a 50-50 shot. Like, basically, there's a very difficult, it's a very difficult um, chance. I would, I mean, no, the very difficult um, thing to have, like, spotty amount of tables laughing and, like, you know, the judges don't really think the joke's funny at all. So they don't know whether or not it's just people thinking it's funny that shouldn't be thinking it's funny, or they're actually just having their own good time by themselves. You know what I mean? So like yeah. the judges themselves have their own game, the person presenting has their own game, and the people at their own table are like in their own party, like having their own game. You know what I mean? But it's all collected into one game, and they're all yeah. together communicating, having their own, you know, way of be of like seeing things because like. You know, when you go to someplace standard, you know, thinking back to the, how it is in comedy night, right? When you go to this place with a bunch of people, and you're listening to this joke on stage. The people in the audience can all just say something. Someone could just say something and then everyone else hears it. It's like, well, okay, what communication could there be other than yelling across the room? You know, but that's not how it's like right <laughs> yeah. now. Like, that's yeah, not how you do yeah. it in, IR, like, in IRL, you know, like you don't just sit around like... Hey, I could hear you from like across the stage and I don't have a microphone. Like not that that's not how it works. You know what I mean? Like you don't yeah. you're not yelling across the audience talking to each other. You in your like own little quote unquote platoon uh I can't speak. Platoon. <laughs> um in your own little platoon, like at your table or whatever, like you know, you're training yourself based on your group, plus what the judges tell you to do, plus how the presenter is presenting themselves. So in essence, you know, this game revolves <laughs> around the idea that whatever jokes are being presented, is it funny or not? Let society choose. And then yeah, the judges have yeah. to determine if society is actually choosing right jokes or wrong jokes. I, so it's, it's also so playing good. on the question of like, you know, this whole thing about like is certain truth like is certain things that you read about or like certain things you're looking at like actually true or not like is it valid information or is it just nonsense you know it's same thing now with jokes is this joke even valid or is it just a bad joke if i I may dip my toes into play rules and mechanics uh i think the flow is so smooth like everything we're laying out is so good i think that in terms of Play rules and mechanics, like the rules of the game. I feel like in order for the judges to be able to make sense of what's happening, let's say that the person, it it will break it up into uh, almost like these metaphysical timed sections. 
where there's joke telling time and then there's someone in the at the tables that has like the last five seconds or ten seconds of the person on stage telling a joke to talk to their table and like make a joke or, or a wisecrack at them and then after that 60 seconds is up then the judges can hear everything to hear the reaction so there's that five or ten second like crossing over where the person on stage and the people on the tables can talk at the same time and then the judges hear all of it right so um after that the judges have to discern within those 10 seconds did someone at the table say something stupid or did the person on the stage actually finish the joke and make people laugh like i feel like if we don't break it into like timed segments there's going to be no way to discern do you know what i'm saying well yeah but we don't have to constantly rely on all sound cues you know because making it sound cuey is like kind of difficult in a sense let's say for example the judge can't really you know like can't really hear um very well using their speakers or whatnot a lot of laughter in the room or let's say like little laughter in the room or like quiet laughter in the room you know like you'll never be able to really tell so i think the sound cues regarding what you were talking about with the time frames for there to be actual talking i think that's good but we don't need to rely on the physical sound of laughter coming from people's microphones like we don't need to physically rely on that you could have your microphone muted or you could have your push talk off and you could be laughing to yourself that way you know people also don't need to be like embarrassed about really like laughing on the microphone if they have like a bad laugh or something so they'll just have like a button and you'll have to rely on the honor system you know did you laugh or not you know yes i did or no you did not it's like a two button thing it's like this game is simply used by microphone and mouse like there's barely any need for typing yeah you know yeah like it's just simple like click on this button for this i or this button for this and like you could even set it to hotkeys to where it's like q for yes or w for no you know yeah. it could make it easy like you don't need the keyboard but you could have it there it, making this game simple in terms of like functionality making everything like basically like three like this game almost like three clicks to play it's like okay yeah that's good um you bring up a good point of you don't have to rely on this thing in the game, but you can use this thing in the game. Uh, I was reading something that was really interesting, and it was a, a really, really cool thing that certain games that have been nominated for like your Game of the Year awards and stuff like that have done, and it is play the game how you want to play it. And that is like, giving the player the freedom to change the rule set to make it different every single time and play it how you want. Can you guess the, like, <laughs> the game that I'm referencing based off of that? Mm. Wait, it was like, when was this game of the year? Um, it's ironic because it, it came out in 2018, but it blew up this year and it kind of got re-nominated for game, game Awards this year. Oh, it was 2018. It is Among Us. <laughs> All I'm, right. I'm serious, yeah. So... <laughs> Congratulations! So here's what I'm saying, is that, like, we can put... We can make these things have settings. So, like, you don't have to rely on time blocks or whatever, but you can customize the game. So, like, 
do you want to give timed blocks for telling jokes? Like each person, it rotates each round, you know, like this person's a judge this time, this person's on stage. Or do you want it to be one person on stage for the whole game? Do you want to give them two minutes to tell a joke, three minutes to tell a joke, 30 seconds to make it a speed round? Do you want to activate an open mic? Do you want to use Q and W for yes and no? Like you can customize everything in the game to play the way that you want and make it different every time. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, I know exactly what you're saying. And I think implementing that in like games, like Among Us, right, comes into this new generation of games, which you're talking about also regarding like party games being blown up right now. But it's not just like that type of thing, right? It's a next generation like game in which, you know, this full customization that you're talking about is what I mean by like next gen. A lot of these games coming out are giving you, the player, a lot of slight ability to like customize the game just the way you want to play it and that's being like carried over to games you know past these years to come so like this is a given you know any game we're going to create in the future has to include some type of this customization no matter what like even if we don't openly say it on the show like that's one of the things (laughs) i wanted to bring up a point is like a lot of these games like coming like you know as new games are coming out like we're paying attention you know, we're looking at these new games coming out. Like, we're looking at these little details that they're doing. And, like, it's not like we're just going to throw them in the garbage and never use them for any game to come. You know, like, these little things that we notice in the games, like, they're going to be carried over. Like, as games grow, like, as the gaming community grows, like, games, like, to be made should continue growing that way. We should never be going backwards. Like, ever. Like, any remaster, if you look at the remasters, too, like, they have those. You know, they have those new, like, next-gen stuff that's, like, different than what it was. Yeah, yeah. Prime example is, like, the God of War trilogy remaster. Exactly. Like, like, I mean, I know it's a dumb example because you you can only customize the way that you play in terms of graphics, but, like, everything has it now where it's, like, do you want to play in 4K visuals or do you want to play for performance with, like, worse graphics? Which, by the way, (laughs) watch the game if you don't want to buy it. It is a... It is a fantastic remaster. It is so. It's a movie. It is. It's a film. It's like it it's a a literally film. a movie. I I like what we have set up. The customization is important, but the big question before we move into level design is how do people win and lose? Because I feel like the judges oh, will always either win or lose. Mm-hmm. No, Be- see, like I don't want there to be a winner or loser in this game. Okay, like yeah. let's say there's no winner or loser. All right. Okay. And let's just say, you know, this is like a point system, you know, like this is a societal point system, you know, as you're getting good at telling jokes on stage, that's a flat point, but like a flat point bonus per judge. So like, if you get a unanimous three judge, like your joke was good, that's a bonus. You know, if you get two out of the one, that's a slight bonus. If you get one out of the two, that's no bonus, but you get the flat points for that one judge. If you've gotten if if you get excommunicated off stage, you're just not getting any points. You only gain points from like getting good judge reviews. Or if the judge even knows that an audience like cracked the joke, right? If if they're able whoever in the audience cracked the joke and made that, you know, table laugh, you know, that's all based on the table to click on. So like if the tables get picked. Right. If a judge says, oh, the, it wasn't like genuine, like the audience made a joke 
all the tables that were had laughing audience members like get highlighted and then they amongst themselves get to vote you know who gets the point you know who gets the points for that joke then the points go to their profile so then you could go to like a big giant leaderboard you know worldwide and you get to see you know who's the comedy man of the hour you know who's the one that's (laughs) like been able to train their audience so well to like you know laugh genuinely at them and not laugh at themselves you know let's what I mean? Take it a, let's take it a little step back, too, because you have the people in the audience that can crack these jokes. What if we name, like, the people in the audience making the jokes? Because you say, you know, I like the point system. That's good. Mm-hmm. We have, you have, like, comedy points. You have judge points. And then you have critic points. Like people okay. in the people in the audience, that your role in the audience is being a critic, and if you manage to make the judges, you know, side with you, you get a critic point because you're like the comedy man of the hour, but you're in the you're in the audience, you know. And right. if you pick correctly as a judge, you get a judge point. If you pick wrong as judge, that's fine. You don't lose the game. You just lose a judge point, and it kind of just goes and shows on the leaderboard, like. Because it won't really hurt anything. People won't know you lost points. It'll just, you'll know because you like, oh, I had 18 points and now I have 17 because I picked a wrong choice. And it's kind of very low pressure in terms of win or lose. But it, you'll be able to show like, oh, I'm a really good judge or oh, I'm a really bad comedian, but I'm a really good critic. Right. Yeah, I did. I dig that. I think it'll all match well because the the idea with the points i had too was like you know if you wanted to like customize your player like you could use points that you've earned like to buy things but the way i was thinking was that you know no no money to like you don't need to buy points money in this game at all like not but you can damn you (laughs) (laughs) make the game free free damn it (laughs) thanks applebee's yeah thanks but anyway <laughs> so uh beside all that you know like i wanted these points to like to be like um grandstand total so like no matter what points you spend in the shop like you'll always have a maximum of what you've earned lifetime so like that's what's on the leaderboard of your profile the whole point system grandstand total of like max whatever you've earned through the whole lifetime that your profiles existed on this game and you know, your cosmetics could also reflect, like, what you've done and spent. Like, people could connect the dots. Like, oh, you know, he's earned this much lifetime, and this is the cosmetics he owns. Okay. So, like, that makes sense. But, like, yeah, if the numbers are off. Yeah, we got a funny guy in the building. Yeah, see, and, like, <laughs> if the numbers are off, which are funny, like, you could easily, you know, have some AI work in the background as, like, an anti-cheat. And, like, if the numbers are off, that's an instant ban. You know, like, if you have a cosmetic, but you're points are all off and they don't match up for you to be able to buy it ban that person because they're cheating yeah if you're weird if you're wearing the weird al yankovic hairstyle that we have in the store and you have zero points and you didn't spend 20 dollars on the game you're getting banned straight up easy clap easy clap i don't even know how long we've been going i want to say let's say oh we've been going like 40 minutes so we're fine uh you want to talk about level design yeah, let's talk about it. Let's 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 uh, you know, because we've talked about tables and judge table and stage, and we don't even even delved into like how this is gonna look. You know. Well, I have a question actually. Go ahead. 
you <laughs> you brought up points, and now I'm hooked on points and like a leaderboard. You said you can use points to buy cosmetics. Okay, that's cool. Um, but part of level design is where objects are placed in the game and what players can do with them. And I have a question on how do you feel about being able to purchase with your points uh, tomatoes? <laughs> and so you can, like, 10 points or, like, 2 points, you can buy a tomato. And if you're in the audience, you can straight up throw the tomato at the person on stage if you really think they're not that funny. Because here's what I'm, <laughs> here's what I'm thinking, right? is we got to know our audience. We need to know the people that are going to be playing this game and how they're going to play it. That When you make a game like this, like you've seen streams of Comedy Night, I'm assuming, they don't play it like realistically. If you go on Twitch and watch the like 147 people that stream and watch Comedy Night on Twitch, they play pretty seriously. But if you watch like YouTubers or like the people that have done highlights of it, you know it's a silly group of people and they're not playing the game seriously. So do we take that knowledge and like really amplify it because i think we do i think in all honesty yes i think if we give them the ability to like be silly and be like you know completely out of the blue and you know might i add just encourage light-hearted mischievous behavior you know what i mean like not <laughs> you know not catastrophic yeah, violence yeah. like or you know very <laughs> very um aggressive language you know like not to encourage that to encourage like oh you know what we don't think you're funny get off the stage you well, know picture like this. Picture i this, think that right? the tomatoes are perfect <laughs> like i'm definitely agree with you so like that works so i'm picturing the tomatoes but what else you want me to picture okay you have let's say twitch hero we have twitch legend shroud finds out about this game and he's like Yo guys, come by for my <laughs> come by for my training audience stream tonight. You know, one and done. Um, we're gonna put the code so you can join the audience, and I'm gonna make you guys laugh, right? Okay. And then you have in the in the judge panel, you have I don't know. Let's say you have Howie Mandel, you have <laughs> you have Howard Stern and uh, Steven Tyler in the in the judge panel, and they're like Howie's like. Are you going to tell us some jokes today? That's how he sounds. And then Shroud's little avatar on, on the stage is like, Yeah, I'm going to tell you guys some jokes. So, Howie, are you going to SawCon this year? And then someone in the table, someone in the stands in the audience is whispering to their friends and they're like saying something stupid that someone that plays this game would probably say. They're like, my wife left me. And then a bunch of people at his table laugh, and then Shroud is like, yeah, you like that? Isn't that funny? Uh, I mean, Saucon G's nuts. And then every single person on his stream as part of the audience just yeets a tomato at him at the same exact time. And then starts roaring laughing. Like, to take this energy and amplify it into the stupidest, like, quote-unquote imposter game that there is, is so stupid, and I love it. It would make it very difficult for the judges to earn judge points too. So like having high judge point values could be like an amazing like skill. You know, like you could be like a really good judge to know the audience. Like, ah, yes. This audience <laughs> this audience genuinely likes Shroud for about two jokes and then doesn't like them for the rest of the night.
Yeah, and then Nick Cannon rolls out, and he's like, wow, it got saucy out here. Exactly. And then the people throw tomatoes at him, too, and then the round ends, and they switch, and then that's it. And someone else goes on stage, and someone else goes on stage. It's just this rapid-fire nonsense that's, like, so fun. Hear me out for this final, like... Here we are for this final last thing of level nonsense. You know, that yeah, the level yeah. can do to the player, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like every game needs, there are moderators, right? Now, the moderators are AI-based. And hear me out on this, because I think it would be very funny. You make these AIs very, very strict in terms of timing. So if someone throws a tomato, like, too early in the audience, three times in a row for three strikes, you just see the AI, like, the AI moderator, and it's just, like, a giant, like, it's just this giant, like, avatar, you know, like, it's just huge, like, it's (laughs) It's got, like, the biggest, like, like, take a bouncer and multiply, like, their upper chest and arms by, like, a million, you know, and that's how much bigger they, like, and they have small heads. Right, and they just walk up to you, and they just pick your avatar up by like the the back of the neck, and they just cheat you out the door from wherever your seat was at the table. They just throw you out the door, and it's like you see this avatar like fly through the the room so fast as they get tossed <laughs> out the door, like it's just instant, and you're just like, "Damn, that dude just got instant banned." So it's like an instant <laughs> feedback report, like it's just instant yeah, right yeah. there, like yo. That toxic dude just got kicked out of the lobby. But, like, the tomato things are just one small rule. You know, like, the audiences could always have, like, that button, you know, underneath. Like, you know, in the banks, like, they have those, like, buttons, like, underneath, you know, like, ready to hit, like, the alarm. Like, oh, something's bad. Like, hit, like, slam it. It would be like that. Like, everyone has that button underneath the table. And that option's, like, always, like, a little, like, square box on the bottom of your screen. And if you hit that button, you just click on a person at the table. And if, like, I would say, like, a majority of the table votes that one person, the moderator gets called over to the table and yeets them out the door. (laughs) So, like, you know, like, that's it. It's just very easy to keep a rotation of people going in and out of these lobbies. Because, like, you know, you will have people that just don't deserve to be there. Right? They're, like, people who are being too silly or, like, too much. Yeah, same with the person on stage too like if like more than 50 percent of the audience pushes that button for the person on stage the bouncer will come and yeet the comedian <laughs> out <laughs> no 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 the bouncer only does that when the judges x them you know yeah no yeah. the whole the whole the whole point of the pre- the presentator gets yeeted only from the judge's command right the yeah. judges can be voted off from the audience but it's yeah. like but it's like a very rare thing, you know, like and they'll fall like, through the floor and come up like in like Austin Powers when they get replaced and they'll find out the evil. Like if the, if they think honestly, like if let's say a judge is just like not wanting to get the presentator off and it's just like, you know, holding the game hostage, like, you know, the audience can vote, you know, them along with you know, their own audience member. So you'll see a moderator. No, you know what? You'll see the moderator start walking to him. But instead of eating about the tour, he just pulls up a, a button and he pushes it. <laughs> you see the whole like <laughs> drop thing. The floor. <laughs> yeah. And the moderator just walks away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It claps his hands together. <laughs> uh, audio visual. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't know with music, maybe some light, silly, stupid elevator music, but with uh, something important with audio, let's say the host of the lobby, okay? Someone decides to make one. Uh, whoever the host of the lobby is, is kind of like, uh, I think this is a thing in comedy night where the host of the lobby can come up on stage in the beginning and be like, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, Digital Delights Comedy Night here at Applebee's. Uh, first on stage, uh, Ryan Seacrest. And then, then everyone can react, yada, yada. So at the beginning of every game, there's someone that's like announcing, like, welcome to the show and and sit back, hold your tomatoes and, and enjoy the night. I think that'd be cool. That'd be funny. All right. So hear me out. You have a tomato roll up on stage and it's got a tux on. Ladies and gentlemen, we present to you this man or this woman tonight on our show. Please welcome them on stage right now in front of your eyes as this is their first presentation or this is their and he says the number of points you have like he says the full number. So like if someone is in the millions, you just hear the whole tomato go, you know, like 796 million, 370,569 comedy point champion or something. I don't even know. You know, I'm messing it up. But like, yeah, no, that's a good number. Some great, just some crazy, like, out of this world presentation that's just like out of the ordinary. But I also like what you're saying because, like, the other, like, you know, the host of the lobby doing it would be good too. So, like, I don't know. You could opt out. You could, like, opt out. Like, let's say you're a host. And because, again, know your audience. Like, maybe people do play this game seriously. And so they can opt out of going on stage. They could just have the tomato tuxedo come out and be like, hello, welcome to Boring Comedy Night, where people play the game seriously. And they'll speak for him or her or them. And uh, then the game will start. Or you can, again, this goes back to playing the game the way you want. You can customize it and be like, no, fuck it. I'm giving a speech. This is my comedy club, and it's going down for real. And All right. we'll leave that up to the person that's hosting it. Oh, yeah, I think I dig it. That works. Uh, what do you think about visuals? Like, is, are you going to be able to choose different settings? Like, if you want to have comedy night at the bar or you want to have it be a big show at the at the, at the opera house <laughs> so this is what i was thinking right i was thinking you have this is this is the perfect you know opportunity to like display you know the visual cosmetics that would be put in so like some ideas i had were like for the specific point values for comedy points you know every avatar can customize you know themselves with their shirt you know hat and um let's you know what let's do like outfit hat and uh shoes you know we'll do that those are like the three like cosmetic things you could change oh and, and like accessories uh, accessories excess and accessories all right fine or you know, wait except you know what accessories one and two one is the wrists and two <laughs> and two is the face and two is also the wrist <laughs> <laughs> got some rolexes on <laughs> is it the same wrist or the different wrists it's 100 percent the same wrist <laughs> it's the same <laughs> you have a, you have a water flower on your tuxedo and then two rolexes on 
<laughs> beautiful. Yeah, there. I like that for customization. Well, though. Yeah, but then uh, you know, for comedy points specifically, you get to you get to be able to buy a new stage. You know, like a new setting. So like, yes, bar is like the standard, but then you get to like do um, you know, like a beach house, like you know, like a beach uh, setting on a stage made of bamboo sticks and like you know it's a bunch of tables out on the beach and everyone's out on the beach it's like random and funny that you got like you know an idea where it could be like a spaceship and like you're literally like in a spaceship like hub where like there's just a bunch of tables sitting around you know just basically like out of this world like stuff that you could just go to and be sad and to talk you know because this guy it's like like you said you know you've never heard this guy on stage before you know you're just like what is this jabroni doing on stage you know you have no idea what's going on <laughs> jabroni uh i i love the concept of different stages different maps but i don't like the concept of using points to buy them because in the end this is not so much a skill-based game and more of a party game oh I, true i don't because it's like and also that runs into the problem of like what if people what if there's not enough people that have the bamboo map on the beach bar so you can't even play on it anyway? Like, we might as well give the people all the maps and just leave the points up to making yourself look stupid and buying tomatoes. <laughs> oh, yeah. So then, you know what? I think it'd be the best bet to, like, have those items be certain points per item. So, like, let's say, like, you know, you get, like, a chicken hat for comedy points, but you can't use critique points for it. You know, that that would be, I think, something right better than the maps. Yeah, I think 100 percent, because the maps almost feels restrictive and like discouraging. Like, man, I really want to play in the opera house or man, I really want to go to the beach bar, but I'm just not funny. And they yeah, can't true. afford it. And you're, it's kind of you're right, sad. You're right. Dang, I'm, of, I'm almost too evil. No, it's just these are things that people overlook sometimes. I would have I'd probably overlook stupid shit several times <laughs> in these episodes uh so we're just trolling i see with visuals i tell me you don't picture like a super realistic 4k setting right please tell me that we're on the same page with like it, it's almost like fall guys-esque where like it's all stupid characters and stupid i literally setting. was picturing it like just slap among us in comedy night together that's literally how i pictured it so i guess fall guys yeah yeah sure because <laughs> they they're both beans yeah, it's all beans. You know what? Bean battles, 99 cents, Steve. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's all beans. I can't reiterate this enough. If you think that this design is bad, A, you're wrong, but B, please go play bean battles. It is. I've never felt so sad at the end of a 3 a.m. game night. But you know what I do feel right now? Happy. What? Happy. Because this is a good game. I, I didn't I didn't expect to get this out of what we what we came up with. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I would say so. I, I I totally agree. Like I would buy this. Oh yeah, hundred like, percent. I would buy it. Like I did with Comedy Night, I would buy this too. Yeah, this is so you silly. Never know when you wanna go decide, hey, I wanna go see listen to some stand up and you now have a game for it. Yeah, yeah. And before before you at us and are like, oh, oh, uh you referenced Comedy Night 30 times in your episode. You just designed Comedy Night. No, we just don't know other comedy game genres and any comedy genre game. So if you know there, games, send if there's them to one us. thing, no, no, hold on. If there's one thing I want to make clear is like 
a game that's been made can always be made better. And it has. <laughs> and it will always be made better by somebody else. Because cool. the original people who created that game will be very biased to that game. It is very difficult, especially coming from someone, you know, who has, you know, we have made a game, you know, we have worked on a game. And it's like, you know, making that game, it's very hard for us personally to want to make it so much better because we're so attached to what we initially made. But at the same token, you know, someone else can grab that game and make it way better than we could, faster than we could, just because that's what they want to do at the time. They yeah, want to take that will. game and do it. And they will. <laughs> and have. <laughs> so. uh, no, I wish... That's the thing. Like, I wish... I like to think that I'm a pretty well-studied... Like, I, I know a lot of different games, and, like, I just don't think there's a lot of, like... There's someone that shouts VR, but, like, I don't want to dive into that because it just doesn't feel, like, right. But... Mm-hmm. I feel I wish there were more games like this, like silly, um, with meaning, with replayability. Like I just don't know any games aside from Comedy Night that really like take this niche concept of like community engagement and like turn it into a playable game. Like I wish I knew more games like that. Like please, if you actually know games like that, I would love to play them. Honestly, not you, but like the people listening. If there's one thing I will say, is like. This sounds like if do you know the do you know the Jackbox game, the um the game where you do a presentation. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. This really sounds like game. yeah. This sounds like if we were to take that specific Jackbox game and you know and make it its own game. Yeah. That's yeah, the way I kind of see it. Yeah, because it's like a playable the, Shark Tank. Yeah. Exactly. So that's what I'm, that's the way I'm kind of seeing it, you know, like is you're al- you're always able to build on some type of game. So no matter what game, you know, you're looking at, you can always take something from some game and throw it into another to make it just as better as what it was before. So. Yeah, well, I really like this. I think we did good. I'm patting yeah, myself sure. on the back right now. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'm patting myself on the back, too. I'm happy. I'm happy with this one. And I guess what you can get out of this week is buy Bean Battles, but don't play it. And <laughs> uninstall it after installing it. Don't even yeah. start the game. And um, it will take a really long time to download. It's about 400 megabytes, so you know. <laughs> yeah, and you know, click clicking once after you clicked the first time is not as hard. Trust us. Yeah, you can do get it. ready. Uh, get ready for the beta release of training audiences uh, oh it's it was audience well i added an s to it because this game is going to sweep the nation to several audiences several friends several enemies several lovers allies. even lovers even yeah okay bye <laughs> peace out i'm bailey i forgot that oh, oh. i'm bailey I'm, uh, i forgot to i'm joe